your friends. If you've made it this far into this series, then shout out to you. Y'all must really like hearing me talk shit and be vulnerable. So this episode is going to be a little shorter than the other ones, but it's important. So I'll give you another background story to kind of set the scene. Uh, So by this point, y'all know as a kid, I went through my fair share of bullying from family and kids at school and a lot of it was centered around my voice and it's part of the reason why i was a shy kid meeting new people always gave me anxiety because i almost always like expected them to make a comment about my voice and most times i was right in school i tried to avoid reading out loud or asking questions because y'all know kids can be assholes at home i wasn't exactly encouraged to speak up or voice my opinion on things unless it was my mother trying to get information out of me so you know how that goes if you if you listen to this in order then you remember the story of my mom and her husband um reading my diary and confronting me about my crush uh, that i had on my camp counselor miguel i really think that situation may have had some long-term effects on me you know when it came to like finding healthy ways to be honest with myself and others i found bits and pieces of my emotions through music specifically r&b and rock music um and i know the last episode i talked a lot about music and its significance in um in some of my relationships so i'll keep it light as a teen i lived for those like one-on-one conversations where i didn't have to fight with someone about the things that i was feeling And I usually had those conversations with Estante or my cousin Jazz or my sister Christina. But at some point, I started to feel like I had to limit the amount of times I could be vulnerable with my close people. I guess I started to feel like a burden and that I had to find some other way of getting over like whatever bullshit I was dealing with. I mean, don't get me wrong. I after I came out. I slowly started to become, you know, a little bit more honest and but I didn't have the best sense of like self-awareness and I also didn't give myself much space to just be human and, you know, live and learn. You know, that stuff comes with experience and you know, really putting yourself out there. Um when I lived with Charnel, we would really have some like great conversations about you know, everything from problematic celebrities to family, you know, our personal lives to things that affected us directly as, you know, queer, queer men of color. A few years after I moved out of that apartment with him, he asked me to start a podcast with him. He wanted to create a space for us where we could kind of bring those conversations we had when we lived together and, you know, bring them to a platform. And I agreed to it, but I was very nervous because you know, I guess at the at the time I had this idea that you had to have like two degrees and a big online presence to start a podcast. I mean, little did I know all you needed was a microphone and an internet connection. At the time, I had only listened to a few podcasts like here and there and sometimes in the car with Charnel. 
he put me onto the read with Kid Fury and Crystal, and they were definitely a big inspiration to us. So, so yeah. So in 2016, we recorded and uploaded our first episode of What About Your Friends. I still love the name. There was just something really distinct about it, and you know, we didn't have a structure at first. We just started talking about whatever we were feeling and whatever was on our minds and you know we promoted it on social media facebook twitter instagram we were committed you know we started getting some positive feedback from our friends and i became a little more comfortable listening to my voice um you know afterwards you listen to you listen to the episode to hear what you did wrong you know just for you know your own critiques and to uh you know to be better for the next episode you know, and while that was happening, I started to have, you know, conviction behind my opinions and which is something that I didn't always have. You know, my family is so my family's so old school. I think most of them thought I started like a YouTube channel or I was on TV. So they weren't exactly supportive of it the way, you know, one would expect. But I mean, what are you going to do? Podcasts aren't for everybody. So you know, so a couple of episodes into it, I started noticing that there was a community of other queer, you know, podcasters of color and, you know, on Twitter and, and, and they were pretty cool. They would retweet our episodes and engage with us every week and, you know, talk to us about the things that, you know, we had discussed on that week's episode. And, you know, not going to lie, I started to feel, you know, like, now, I don't want to say a celebrity, but I, I started to feel like I had, you know, a, a little bit of an online presence and, you know, it felt good to have that kind of feeling, especially when if you don't necessarily have to uh, post any like thirst traps or, you know, I've never had to like be shirtless for people to engage with me. And that's not that's not shaming anybody. Um, you know, eventually if I hit the gym, uh you know, hard enough and get more confident, you know, I probably will, you know, you will see me. It's not like I've never posted any of that kind of stuff before. Um, but like I said, it's just, it meant a lot for me to know that, you know, people were enjoying the stuff that I was putting out there and it wasn't always based in like, you know, lust or whatever. So, um, yeah. So like I said, I started to feel like I had this, you know, online, a little bit of an online presence, not financially, although, you know, we did make some money from the podcast, not enough to like, you know, quit our jobs and, you know, live that kind of life, but enough to pay for our, um, you know, for some of the production costs and stuff like that. Um, you know, with anything you upload to the internet, you're bound to receive criticism. We discussed everything from pop culture, our personal lives, dating, politics, social issues, and sometimes Charnel would take us to church. And, um, you know, we discussed all those things from the perspective of two queer men of color. And I don't regret any conversation I've ever had on What About Your Friends, you know, but looking back, I probably would have changed my approach to, you know, some of those conversations. Sometimes, you know, Charnel would get some spicy emails and I would get some weirdos who would, you know, internalize what they heard in an episode and, um, you know, make it about them. And, you know, I got into some trouble when I decided to bring up a story about non-black people using the N-word. Even though I never named any names, people knew who I was talking about and they weren't happy. Like I said, don't regret the conversation Maybe a different approach would have been less controversial, I guess, but I'll leave it at that. 
eventually we started building more of an audience and reaching some, you know, more people. We got confident enough to reach out to some of our favorite creators and, you know, ask them to come on the show. And one of my favorite collaborations was with um, Two Gay Mats. When, when I lived in Chardonnay, we used to religiously watch their YouTube videos together. Matt Palmer, pop R&B singer-songwriter, and Matt Steele, talented actor-slash-writer, were also roommates. And they had a similar chemistry on camera like Charnel would have, you know, with each other. And we just, we loved watching their videos. We would tweet with them every now and then, and slowly we became, you know, internet buddies. Matt Palmer is a big fan of Mariah Carey, so, you know, most times if you love Mariah, then we'll be friends for life. Um, it was just a dope feeling to go from being a fan of someone's content to, you know, just being friends with them. I'll always be grateful for the collaborations and the great friendships I've built just because of What About Your Friends. You know, Charnel really fell in love with podcasting to the point where he eventually started to, he started doing a few more with other people. Uh, like What Did You Do with D and Boys Love Beyonce with Baby Huey. Um, I was working on Box Guy during the first year of the podcast, so you know we were we were both pretty busy. Uh, most times, if we did guest spots on other people's podcasts, it was together. But you know, sometimes we did them separately. My friend Didi, who was one of the first people to you know reach out to us and and tell us how much they loved our podcast, and they eventually asked me to come on their podcast to promote the Box Guy story, which was pretty awesome. So. I mean, not only did, you know, Charnel and I have a little bit of a following, but people really started to respect us individually. I learned a lot about self-awareness while doing What About Your Friends. You know, you can be unapologetic and, you know, you can be honest, but you also got to be aware of what you're putting out there. In the beginning, I think we both had different ideas of what we wanted the podcast to be. I mean, like most podcasts who are just starting out, we wanted to be like The Read, I mean, who doesn't want their podcast on the charts and, you know, reaching more people and making money? You know, we figured if we promoted it more and more um, and started doing some collaborations, it would really help us grow. And we had tons of guests come on. My friend Q came on to talk about Box Guy after the art show. And we had our friends from Slaying the Scene, Chance Calloway and the cast of Pretty Dudes and Miss Andrea Lee, the creative genius behind the hit YouTube series Got to Be Real. So many guests and so many fun conversations. Um, if you remember in the previous episode, I mentioned a live show that Charnel and I did for the podcast. So in 2018, we reached out to a comedy theater in Hartford to see if we could host the event there. Now, if you can remember, I was dating D at that time. So I started to feel like, you know, things were really falling into place. Um, we scheduled the event and we were ready to bring our weekly podcast to a live format. Um, the night of the show, it was a packed house. We pretty much sold out the place with the help of our friends, family and colleagues. And, you know, I want to take this time to shine a light on a friend that I never got to meet in person, but he was a big supporter of What About Your Friends? And he bought a ticket to our show so that we could give it to whomever we wanted. Trillificent was a prominent member of the podcast community. He hosted Gay Side Stories and was a part of Ratchet Ramblings, and he was also the man behind the hashtag uh, Pods by QPOC. He passed away in the spring of 2020, and it was a huge loss for our community. I miss hearing his voice in my speakers and his presence online, so rest in peace, my friend. Now, back to back to the show. 
I was so nervous, but by the time the show started, I was I was in the zone. I'll never forget the feeling of being front and center with Charnel and giving people a visual representation of what happens, you know, during our recordings at his house. You know, joking about Cardi B and Nikki, referring back to, you know, our our short-lived relationship and, you know, also having like a few serious moments. You know, it's one thing to be comfortable at home discussing different topics, but it's definitely a challenge to translate that into a live show with audience participation. One thing my friend Q told me afterwards was that when he was at the show watching, he felt like I shouldn't be doing or I shouldn't be working at our job. He felt like I should be doing stuff like this. And that really stuck with me. And even if I don't ever get a chance to do another live show, I know that I shouldn't stop creating, whether it's photography or podcasting. I know I have potential to do great things. So because the first show went really well, we were asked to come back to do a second show a few months later. And a lot happened during those months. Lost my job, lost the guy I was dating, and I was just in a dark place. And I know I discussed, you know, some of that stuff in the prior episodes. So like I said, I'm just putting it all together, putting all the pieces together. You know, by the time we got to do the second live show, Charnel and I were in different places. I had actually started a separate little mini series with Baby Huey called Boys Love Mariah, you know, while still doing What About Your Friends. Um, the second live show didn't have as much of a turnout as the first one, but we did meet some cool people that night. I finally met Huey the night of the show. He drove all the way from Maryland with a mutual friend, uh, Kiera, to come see, you know, to come see us. And funny enough, they were both staying in the hotel room next to the one Charnel and I had booked the night of the show. Now, I actually never heard the audio from the second show. Charnel still has it in his vault, and one day I hope he uploads it just so I don't have to wonder if it was as bad as I thought it was. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't bad. I guess because of where I was at, I just expected it to feel like the first one. And, um, you know, but like I said, I was just in a different space. We both were. And a few weeks later, Charnel and I had a conversation about him, you know, walking away from What About Your Friends and me continuing the conversations with Huey. A few months later, Huey and I started House of Hughes. We're currently on hiatus because 2020 fucked us, you know, fucked us all the way up. And, you know, it's we're definitely going to come back. It, it may not be a, a weekly situation, but we're definitely going to come back because, um, you know, I think I have something special with Huey. So I'll just say that for the for the people who are uh, who are wondering. Um, this kind of what I'm doing right now with this little, you know, memoir podcast, this is a lot easier for me to do, um, because I didn't necessarily rush this. I took some time to, you know, to write and figure out how I was going to make this happen. So it's a little different than a scheduled, you know, weekly podcast or whatever. But like I said, just putting it out there for the people who are wondering, um, you know, back to, back to the conversation. So, I mean, you know, when, when Charnel had first told me about him walking away and we had that conversation, I was devastated. This was the only thing besides photography that I felt was giving me some kind of sense of purpose. And I know that may sound dramatic, but, you know, I really loved what we had with What About Your Friends. I had hoped that, you know, the next live show was going to be in like a different state and we would just, you know, keep it going for at least another maybe three or four years. Um... Even though What About Your Friends was technically Charnel's baby, 
we both agreed in the beginning that the moment we start to feel like our hearts aren't in it anymore, then, you know, let's just end it. So I don't blame him at all. I made it more about me because of the shit, you know, I was going through at the time. Um, you know, this was towards the end of my situation with Jay. So just, you know, a lot of stuff was ending. Felt like my life was going in a downward spiral and, you know, it was just like this domino effect of, of loss and, it was just hard to stay positive. Um, you know, I started to feel like I had nothing to offer um, for many reasons. Um, I remember texting my friend Anthony at like 3 a.m., you know, crying just in bed. You know, just I was just sad. And shout out to him, by the way. He's a super talented podcaster slash author. And he was always supportive of What About Your Friends. So many things were coming to an end at that time. And by that time, I figured maybe I should move. Like, I didn't have anything keeping me in Connecticut. And maybe if I moved to Maryland, I could do the show with Huey in person. And, you know, at least that was the plan until 2020 came. And like I said, just kind of fucked shit up for everybody. So we recorded our last episode of What About Your Friends in April of 2019. And then a few months later, I ended up starting House of Hughes with Huey. Charnel and I recorded a reunion episode uh, last year and I uploaded it on the House of Hughes feed because, you know, this time around I was in the driver's seat. I had to learn how to uh, record and edit audio and just get a feel for what it's like to really produce a podcast. I mean, I had it a little easy with Charnel. I would come over and record and bounce and he would take care of everything, you know, but this time it was it was all on me, you know, even though. What About Your Friends is done and over with. Charnel and I still have a great friendship. As much as I enjoyed having those conversations with him in front of a mic and collaborating with people, I think my favorite part of What About Your Friends are all the things that I gained from it. Um, You know, I ended up embracing a different part of myself that I wasn't always confident with. And I learned it's okay to be wrong and corrected. And we're all students of life. And... Um, my friendships with Huey and Anthony and other queer people in the within the community. Shout out to my friend Lee in Chicago. He's always been a supportive friend. And, you know, these people have had my back during these, you know, some of my darker days. And, um, you know, I'm just I'm like I said, I'm just super grateful for them. So if you guys are listening, thank you for just for just being my friends during these uh, during these crazy times. And can't wait for all this shit to be over so we could really hang out yeah so back to back to the podcast um we got a lot of great feedback and some really sweet you know reviews on apple podcast and i think my favorite comment that i've ever or that we've ever received um was from our friend shay he told us that listening to what about your friends helped him get through life as a gay black man and Even though I didn't exactly go in with the intention of wanting this podcast to help others, this, you know, that comment made it all worth it. When I think about that specific comment, it it brings me back to when I was 15 and I didn't have a podcast to listen to, to, you know, help me get through some of my obstacles. I mean, I had some friends and my sister, but I think what I needed was something that they weren't exactly equipped for. You know, it's not their fault, of course, but I still needed some kind of like reassurance or guidance because I didn't get it from the people that I lived with. It took years for me to 
find something or someone to tell me that my feelings were valid and you know there's nothing wrong with standing up for myself and I, th- I think of I think of Shay's comment when I have those bad days the days when I feel like I have nothing to offer and wonder you know like what the fuck am I doing with my life I read that comment and I'm reminded that someone's life was impacted by my words in a positive way and I think we need more of that in the world and especially within our queer community we gotta remind ourselves that you know we have more power than we think we can change the energy of a room we can turn someone's day around or potentially save a life with every decision that we make you know all it takes is just a little courage and some self-awareness and you know i know it might be easier said than done but we're capable we gotta learn to be better than the society we grew up in you know even though i'm doing this podcast for personal reasons i do hope that one person finds some sort of strength or empowerment within my storytelling that means more than any dollar amount or number of listens like i said this episode is a little shorter than the others but i couldn't leave this out of my little mini memoir podcast so thank you for listening (music) 